1: Is obvious.
0: Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick.
1: Hello, and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 311. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news. ...and reviews. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you for downloading. First-time listeners, hello, welcome. We hope you become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec, and I'm the editor of that great website, techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're going to talk about Google. They've launched their biggest ever smart speaker. Samsung's also unveiled some new Galaxy tablets. And we chat with musician and entrepreneur Joel Madden, who was in town for Advertising Week. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to look at the Norton Core Router. The new MacBook Pro and Sony has unveiled some new Master Series TVs. And we'll wrap it up, as we always do, with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A massive show for you, so let's get cracking. Well, smart speakers, very popular corner of the market, ever growing. It's one of those one of those segments of the market that is always popular. All the brands tend to do well, some obviously better than others, but we all love music, we all love speakers. And the fact that they're smart speakers, that's added a whole new dynamic to an already popular category. Well, Google has been very active in this space. We all heard of the Google Home. It's been out for over a year now. And that is their smart speaker that allows you to ask questions, play your music, get all kinds of information. And that has been a really, really popular product. Well, they've now released yet another smart speaker, another Google Home speaker. In fact, the biggest and loudest in the range. It's called, appropriately called, Google Max. Now, this is a very big speaker. It is quite large. It is uh, bigger than the HomePod. Now, HomePod, we'll talk about the comparison between Apple's speaker and Google Max, but I think Google Max is kind of playing in the same category as Apple's HomePod, not only from uh, the price perspective, but also the audio quality as well. Really, really nice-sounding speaker is the Google Max. It's going to go on sale. In Australia this week, August the 9th, to be precise, through JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, The Good Guys, David Jones, Officeworks and, of course, the Google Store. It's going to be priced at $549. That places it $50 more expensive than Apple's HomePod. Now, I can remember when Apple's HomePod was, was released, which was earlier this year. And there are a lot of people. One of the complaints about uh, Apple's HomePod was that it was it was expensive. And my attitude has always been that you get what you pay for. And at that time, I thought Apple's HomePod was easily the best sounding smart speaker you could buy. Well, I've I've had a limited listen to Google Max, and I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna review it on uh, on Tech Guide and also on the Tech Guide podcast in the in the next episode or two. And I have to say that uh, there is a new contender. In this area of the market, Google Max sounds fantastic. It is a really nicely put together speaker. It is, uh, remember the original Google Home speaker, that little thing that sat on your desk? Well, Google Max is a premium sounding product, no doubt, and it is 20 times louder than Google Home. And that all comes down to the 4.5 woofers that are on board. So you get some solid bass out of this thing as well. You can place it either horizontally or on its edge. So uh, it, it can sound good either way. You can also create a stereo pair with the two, with two Google Mac speakers. You can do the same thing with HomePod. But with uh, Google, the difference is there's an auxiliary in port, which doesn't exist on the HomePod. So, if you, uh, for example, had a turntable or a CD player or some other older player, you could connect it to Google Maps. Uh, in the demo where I first heard Google Max, they actually hooked it up to a turntable. So uh, they had a stereo pair playing and the, a vinyl record on. I think it was uh, in excess, actually. And it sounded phenomenal through through the Google Mac speaker. Now, Google uh, naturally has AI. So you say, hey, you know what? And uh, then you you can ask it all kinds of questions or ask for a song to be played or whatever. But there's also underneath that layer, there's a, a new level of artificial intelligence called smart sound. Now, again, similar to HomePod, this is a technology that optimizes the audio quality depending on its surroundings. So where you place Google Max, it may be in a corner, it may be against a wall, it may be on a table. So what what Google Max does, it automatically tunes itself to that position. So it optimizes the audio quality, works out its proximity to the walls and other objects in the room, and then runs its algorithm and produces very, very impressive audio. And even if you pick up Google Max and move it, it'll redo do that calculation. It'll recalculate uh, and recalibrate for that new position as well without anything, without you having to do a thing, without you having to lift a finger. Very, very impressive. And, of course, we mentioned earlier Google Assistant is all, all there is is well. ever-present, so you can ask for song requests or information and all this sort of stuff. Now... The music you can control with your voice. Naturally, YouTube music, Google Play music, Spotify, TuneIn radio, Deezer. But if you've got an Apple Music account, you can still play the music through Google Max, but it is only a Bluetooth connection and you can't control it with your voice. So you need to control it through your device. For some people, that might be a deal breaker. If that's the case, then you need to buy a HomePod. Uh, So at least you can still hear Apple Music if you've connected an iPhone or any other device that's running Apple Music to Google Max. You can still play your music. You just can't control it with your voice. That's all. Chromecast is also built in, so cast from your mobile devices as well. I mentioned earlier the auxiliary input, which is a nice little point of difference there for Google Max. It doesn't there's there's no labeling on it, you no know, brand. It's, it's very minimal looking because they, they've made it so that it can just fade into the background and not stand out among your home decor, which is smart. It also works with smart devices too, so Google Max can control your smart home products, turn on lights, and do all kinds of routines with the smart devices in your home. So, all of that adds up to a pretty decent speaker, in my opinion, and as we said we're going to be reviewing it completely uh, audio quality, the whole bit set up these have set up all of that uh, after it's launched and it will be launched on August the ninth as we said, and priced at five hundred and forty nine bucks. You want to hear more about that? you want to see the actual speaker itself and read our our report. You can do that. Check it out at techguide.com.au.
2: Tech Guide. Keeping you
1: updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Samsung have unveiled some new tablets, some Galaxy tablets, and I'm recording this on the eve of my trip to New York. I'm heading over with Samsung to the Galaxy Note 9 launch over in the in new york so next week's episode of the tech guide podcast you'll be hearing all about the note 9 and any other product that may or may not be being released alongside that as well but uh, ahead of that samsung announced that they are also releasing two new tablets the new galaxy tablets they've got a their own version of the S 4 which is kind of what I what I compare it to the their version of the iPad Pro. So that's your high end version, and then they've got the Tab A, which is just like your regular iPad. So easily to easy to distinguish between the Pro and the entry level version. In this case, the Galaxy Tab S4, which is a two in one Android tablet. It is the Pro version of the, of the tablets. Both 10.5 inch, by the way. Both have 10.5 inch screens. The Tab S4 has an AMOLED display, higher resolution, uh, has four built in speakers and other enhanced features. The Galaxy Tab A, same size screen, but it's only full high definition. So it's not completely – it's not as, as – the quality of the screen is not as good as the the Tab S4, but not not far off. It still offers a pretty decent entertainment experience and using apps and, and stuff like that. But the Pro version, uh, and both are also available in 4G LTE versions as well, so you can be connecting and using a SIM card anywhere you go. The, the Tab S4 uh, running Android 8.1 – has a Qualcomm Snapdragon 835 octa-core processor, so it's a powerhouse. This thing, four gig of RAM, uh, variants of 30, 64 gig or 256 gb storage on board, expandable too with a micro SD card as well. Uh, there's uh, it. It is a, a cool new feature is Samsung Dex. Now Dex, we un, we knew is. The device where you can connect a galaxy s eight or s nine phone to a monitor and it then creates this pc like desktop experience so you can mount uh, you can dock the phone through the decks and you get if you have a monitor you get this amazing desktop experience. Well, you can still do something similar with the tab s four so uh, they do have samsung decks here, so when you connect the uh, the book cover keyboard or launch from the quick panel, the screen suddenly transforms into a desktop-like screen and you're able to have multiple windows open like you would with a PC. So it's a really handy little feature. You can also set up the... So if you have an external monitor, you can dex from the tablet to the monitor, so that could be your desktop experience, while using the, Android, the, the Tab S4 as a second screen running Android. So you can have a kind of a dual-screen setup, if you like. Also, uh, it has four speakers tuned by AKG, also with Dolby Atmos support as well, so it sounds as good as it looks, this thing. Seven seven thousand three hundred milliamp hour battery, which is equivalent to sixteen hours of video playback, which is really impressive. The Galaxy Tab A is uh, naturally a lot, it's going to be a lot cheaper. They haven't announced pricing yet, but we can speculate what they're going to be. Ten point five inch full HD LCD screen, three gig of RAM, thirty two gig of storage, still expandable with a micro SD card, and is ideal. It's an ideal family device. So you can play games, run apps, watch your movies, browse content. Listening, music, all that sort of stuff on the Galaxy Tab A. Now they didn't announce pricing. I'm tipping that the Tab S4, uh, if it might be nine nine nine. I doubt it. Might be a little bit more expensive than that. Galaxy Tab A, I'd say four nine nine around the five nine nine mark. I could be wrong. They might be cheaper both on, on both of those devices. Not sure. We're not going to know though uh, until it is released in the coming weeks. So closer to the launch date, we'll have pricing for you. Hopefully. By the time we get our hands on it and review it, we'll be able to inform you of the pricing as well. You want to see more about the new Samsung Galaxy tablets, check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Now. A Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. We've got a really interesting chat this week. Uh, It was held during Advertising Week, a, a massive event that was held down at Luna Park, attracted all kinds of journalists and people from the advertising world, uh, I did spend a half day down there and bumped into a lot of people that I knew from the industry, but a journalist for more than 30 years now. So I have made a lot of contacts in the industry. But one person I did get a chance to catch up with is someone you probably have heard of before, and that is Joel Madden, uh, one half of the Madden brothers, uh, also uh, known for their work with Good Charlotte. They're very talented musicians. Joel spent an extended period of time here in Australia as one of the judges on The Voice, so he is uh he knows australia pretty well they uh, He was in town with his business partner Drake. And I, he's included in the interview as well. We were talking about why they were here, what they see in the Australian in the, on the Australian tech front, kind of the tech scene here. Uh, Asked them about what they're up to. And we had an interesting chat, and here, here's what they had to say. Joel and Drake, thanks for joining me. We're here at Luna Park. This is normally a place where we come to have a lot of fun. Are, Are you guys in? having fun here? I always have fun at Luna Park. <laughs> this is my first time at
2: Luna Park, and I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You're, here, you're here for Advertising Week. Yeah. Um, so tell us what you're doing here. Well, I mean, Advertising week's all about what's next around the world, whether it's technology, media, or marketing. And we're here from North America to help introduce and educate Australians uh, in that side of um, the business. Joel, you're no
1: stranger to Australia. You've, uh, you're yeah. almost our adopted son, I'd say, wouldn't you? The, yeah. the voice, and uh, you, you've even played at the grand, our grand final. Yeah, you're, you're a local now. I. This is like my home.
0: This is like my vacation home. You know, this is like my home away from home. Uh, and I'm down here <clears throat> talking. You know, I think uh, there's the entertainment, more public-facing side of what I do, and then there's the other side of what I do as an entrepreneur. And um, I'm down here talking with Drake about marketing, branding, uh, and uh, my me and my brother uh, have a music company called MDDN that we've had the last few years. That's kind of uh, really fast-growing. We've we've uh, we've been fortunate. Uh, in the last couple of years to kind of find new capabilities as a company especially in like tech and in and um as entrepreneurs just being open mm-hmm. to what's new what's next and just kind of following our interests and and, and um kind of discovering what we're interested in um uh yeah. has kind of led us down a new path and, and given us like i think another chapter of our career uh going forward into like business and being being entrepreneurs and and Kind of having our own creative approach uh, to it. Uh, that's kind of what I'm down here talking about, and with Drake talking about all the, the all the exciting things he's working on and um, how some of it intersects.
1: As Australians, we kind of pride ourselves at being pretty tech savvy uh, and early adopters of technology. Would you agree? From your from from the other side of the Pacific, would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, sure. I think that uh, you know Australia and New Zealand, actually, on the down under are all very very innovative and. I have a lot of technologies and applications that make their way around the world and in North America and, and very influential, yeah. And, and so for, for you, for you, Joel, like, have you seen in Australia some
1: talent that, uh, that's in, in the tech space that is uh, interesting to you?
0: Yeah, well, I, I, I just personally, you know, from my perspective on Australia, coming down here for the last 18 years, I think it's very interesting when you have a, a very small country that has the ability to create so much value uh, in the world. I think you you know there's just a lot of creativity uh, down here, and there's kind of an industrious spirit where people work really hard. Uh, at the same time, we all know there's um, uh, you really do have to work hard to, to kind of cut through here. Uh, uh, I've always said you guys are are hard on each other. Uh, it's part of the charm. But it's also part of why such great stuff comes from Australia and, and, yeah. and, and, and in every category. Mm-hmm. You have incredible music, you have incredible uh, culture, f- here, right? film, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know actors and actresses, you have incredible uh, creativity, you have tech, you have apps, you have uh, companies. Like to me, I'm always intrigued by a place that has its own identity, its own uh, culture its own real spirit of how you do things. So, so again, like, after coming here for so long, I don't question how you guys do it because it's true to you mm-hmm. and it's something that I appreciate about Australia, yeah. being an outsider and coming uh, here for so long. I've learned uh, that the Australian way is the Australian way and I think one of the, the qualities of that is there is really kind of an, an industrious approach to mm-hmm. everything here. Um, I see it in music and I see it in tech. I mean... So, I think it's uh, always going to be uh, a threat, you know, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, an, in, as an innovator and as, as a place that can create really valuable things and, and interesting ideas. We have a saying
1: that we punch above our weight yeah that's a strange right. saying absolutely. would you agree with that yeah. Exactly. and you
2: guys have phenomenal steak and cheese pie yeah <laughs> <laughs> that maybe not what you want to hear no. but uh it's always a we've, we've got good food as well good, good a... seafood get to a seafood Se- restaurant seafood. seafood here is fantastic yeah, we go pretty well we love the fairies too around here by, by absolutely the, uh,
1: so what what are you seeing in the the, the trends? Uh, talk about sort of looking forward. What, what what's the next big thing? Uh, you know, is it Bitcoin? Is it blo- like blockchain? Is is that well, sort of a, blo- the big? Uh, yeah, I think
2: Bitcoin. Yeah, That's as here a pro- to stay. Yeah, it's a product of the blockchain, right? Uh, blockchain is definitely here to stay. Uh, it's just such a better way of tracking anything that you're involved in uh, from an industrial point of view. Um, you know, I think that what's the trend right now is really in in genuine and authenticity mm-hmm. of things that people are doing and things that people need to do yeah, and bespoke customized stuff Um, people are really kind of sick of mass market and I think it's interesting watching uh, you know people who maybe can't afford custom stuff have access to custom stuff because they're creating things that matter to them Uh, and value 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 is
0: is Is hot right now it's like people want their money's worth yeah think about that yeah we're no longer at a place where people will just buy because of of the brand I'm just gonna buy this because everyone's buying it No, people are like I want to touch it feel it I want to know that I can use it I want to use it for a long time I want to get my money's worth and Mm -hmm. that's I think um, it's going back that way and I think that's a good trend
2: yeah, hundred
1: percent. What about other technologies we're seeing? Like, are you guys in, involved in it? Like AR, VR? Is that kind of the new entertainment? We're, uh, we're, uh, we're doing as well?
2: stuff in VR. Uh, I think AR is great. Um, I just think that you know VR has got a long way before it's really adopted by the AR mass is market be first. Hundred percent.
1: And yeah. then VR is going to come after. it, yep. yeah. Do you see some entertainment value in the VR? Like, are we going to go to a movie and all put on helmets? Or what's, what do you see? Eventually, people are going to be able to go and have true,
0: full VR experiences. But I think we're, like, a long way away from that.
2: If I think, you look at Magic Leap, right? Have you seen Magic Leap? Yeah. What those guys are doing out in Florida, right? I mean, it's just incredible. It's a mixed reality is really where it's, it's AR be. and VR mixed. Yeah. Like, yeah. eventually, I think we're, like,
0: five to seven years away from people having, like, a true, crazy VR experience. Yeah where that becomes like a, a available on um, more mass level, maybe longer, I mean, I don't know. But um, AR to me is the, is the next, like, that's gonna be introduced and infused more and yeah. more, where it becomes more normal, where people don't even realize it's AR. Yeah. You know, so I think that it, it's that's definitely going. That's go, go, I mean, if you yeah. don't notice it's AR. The IR, thing I
2: mean. is, we don't, need, we don't need a headset to experience AR. Yeah. we already have a headset here yeah, yeah, in our hands record, right yeah, yeah. And I think that's just an added layer on reality and with VR it's far more immersive mm-hmm. the thing is though it's now it's that a lot of the VR stuff is great but the mass market VR experiences they're really not in my opinion that yeah. that great yet yeah.
1: so just getting back to advertising week right. what have you uh, what have you guys done here what have you discovered here uh, we, we just spoke to uh, a large
0: audience uh, about branding and kind of where
1: i think the culture is going before we finish up i just want to sort of just get a get a feel for your tech savviness
0: yes what
1: uh how tech savvy are you do you think you're you pretty tech savvy so i'll sort of just some some quick fire questions are you a mac or pc i a mac iphone or android iphone are you do you own a product you can control with your phone yes so you're into the smart, the smart yes, products. Yeah. So you are tech savvy. Yeah. What are you Drake? Your, what are you a Mac
2: or PC? Neither. I'm Google. <laughs> Neither. Google. Okay. I, everything I do is in the cloud. I can okay. throw away everything I own. And really? It really matter. I'll buy it all. Okay. Same with me. So yeah. my, what, are you, what are you rocking here? What's your phone <laughs> yeah. you're rocking here? That's is it a the, Pixel. It's a Google Pixel. Yeah. Nice. And I use my my uh, uh, laptop is the new Google Pixel uh, yeah, notebook. Nice. Uh, okay. and uh, yeah. not out here yet. But anyway, it's that's out, good. Yeah. <laughs> what about your favorite apps? What's what's your go-to app?
0: Uh, my go-to apps are all like use app daily, like things me. I use, yeah. like yeah. Uber and Postmates yeah. and yeah. um, Task Rabbit and, TaskRabbit. um, <laughs> obviously like Instagram yeah, and uh, photo good. editing apps. Yeah. That it's all like stuff I'm using in my family, like. The other, the day before I left for here, I was taking pictures. I ordered lunch to have lunch. Like my family and me were sitting outside and we were like, let's not leave the house like for anything. And we had no food because we hadn't gone grocery shopping. I was like, no, we'll just order. We postmated some lunch. We swam in the pool. It was like all based on my oh, phone. Right. Wow. Turned the air, air off in the house. Turned it back on.
1: You know what I mean? It's all off the phone. That's yeah, cool. Fantastic. Well, appreciate your time talking to us today. Thank you. you. Thank Thanks, you, guys.
0: Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Well, you already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Well, now you can get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features, including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, your pets, or whoever's at your front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has a quick rechargeable batteries, night vision and live on-demand streaming and... you guessed it, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof, so you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up so you can check in on your home or your business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit Arlo.com forward slash AU for more info. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear. Every angle covered.
0: Tech guide. Now, a tech guide review with Stephen Fennick.
1: Our first review this week is a product actually from our, our other sponsor, Norton, uh, the Norton Core. You're also going to hear a live read about that in a, in a few segments time, but I'm going to go through my review anyway, Norton Core. Uh, this is a router with a difference. Uh, this was announced a couple of months ago, but it is actually now on sale and we've actually set it up uh, in our place here and... It is a really interesting product. Well, we all we all need Wi-Fi routers, and there's plenty to choose from, but none like Norton Core. They combine their smarts in terms of Internet security with a Wi-Fi router to create a device that can not only connect you at high speed to the Internet, but also act as the gatekeeper for your network. So if there's any threats trying to get into your network, this is like a, a moat around your castle. It will not allow any threats in. It's like hiring a bodyguard for your home internet security. It also creates respectable Wi-Fi. We did test the strength of the Wi-Fi. Not as good as some of the other brands in terms of speed and coverage, but not far off it though. It, it, not, not as fast, not as much coverage, but very close behind. It's not like a massive, uh, massively uh, inferior. It is only just, uh, just a, a smidge behind those other brands. Norton, though, brings to the core the incredible semantic global intelligence network, and this is a system that is constantly updated, constantly on the lookout for threats, Uh, and all those threats are updated daily so that you can stay ahead of cyber criminals and the latest threats, and just by having Norton Core, any device connected to the network is protected. The, the device also comes with 10 licenses, so if you want to install the software on your mobile devices, so when you venture out of your network, you are still protected with Norton's technology. So it's got you back at home uh, within the Norton Core network and also has you covered with the software when you're out in the world outside of your network. Now, setup is pretty easy. actually, I should talk about what it looks like first of all its uh, it 's got a spherical shape multifaceted shape it it looks uh, like a like a large diamond, like a jewel with all these triangular triangular faces on on the device, spherical in shape. It is uh, small and discreet enough to fit on a shelf and not doesn't look like a, a modem a router I should say so it, it is sort of one of those products that can fade into the background. There's no aerials, flashing lights. It just sits there. There's only one like a, a ring light at the bottom, so you know that it's actually turned on. A very very discreet, uh, a very minimal little light at the bottom that tells you that the thing's actually on. But there's no other flashing lights and any uh, other other duvallackies going on there. It's actually pretty discreet. So yeah, can can sit anywhere. Set up though is a is a breeze. You you download the Norton Core app and it takes you step by step to how you need to connect it, where you need to connect it. It needs to connect, of course, directly to your modem. This isn't going to replace your modem. This is going to provide the, your wireless network and your protection. So you can't have anything between the Norton Core and the modem. So the modem normally has four Ethernet ports on the back. You'll need to give one of these to Norton Core so that it can, from the get-go, protect your network. It's no, it's no point having it hiding it as another uh, and making it come off another router. So you're going to add more layers. It's getting further away from the modem, so there's still an entry point for cyber criminals. If it's directly connected to your modem and the app does a very good job of directing you through this, then you're protected right from the front door of your network. Powered by a dual-core 1.7 gigahertz processor, uh, and has those security features. Solid Wi-Fi, I mentioned before, there's more memory and flash storage than a regular router. Uh, but there's nothing regular about this. It's got a dual band network, so two point four gigahertz, five gigahertz, combined speeds of up to two point five gigabits per second. So uh, it is pretty pretty speedy if you uh, if you've got a pretty fast connection to begin with. It'll maintain that thanks to beamforming technology. So it actually focuses on the Wi-Fi in your on your devices uh, in your home. It can uh, pinpoint them on your network and give you better connection. Now we did we did as I mentioned tested against other routers one from D-Link one from Netgear net the the D-Link and Netgear routers in our speed tests and we we did the same test all over the house the D-Link and Netgear routers were faster but not much faster than the Norton Core, which is good news. I think a lot of people are fussy about their Wi Fi connection. You know, we're streaming Netflix and we're doing all these kinds of things on our network. We want a decent network. And the good news is the Norton Core can provide that on top of, though, the enhanced security uh, features that it provides as well. Wi Fi routers have always been pretty vulnerable, according to the experts. The, uh, often they're attacked by cyber criminals. They see that as a, a, a way, a, a backdoor into your network. The other thing they see as a backdoor to your network are all these smart Internet of Things devices. Whether it's a connected baby monitor, a security camera, a smart light, all these things could have vulnerabilities, and if they're connected through the Norton Core, this can uh, the device can detect any any vulnerabilities and block any threats. In fact, the app gives you a score on your on your security, and it'll rate you as good, uh, poor, or excellent depending on how high the score is. The score is out of 500. So uh, if that's determined by the number of threats that it's blocked and and the status of all your devices and whether they've got loopholes and vulnerabilities on board, it knows this. It can detect all this. So if you've already got your devices connected to another network, if you get Norton Core, naturally you need to connect them through the new connection through Norton Core to, to ensure they're protected. Uh, parents also great features here for parents you can set up excellent controls so you can monitor what your children are looking at filter uh, unwanted content and even uh, which is which is really cool because you can set it up based on their child's age as suggested filters depending on your age' so pretty pretty savvy here at Norton with this little feature you can also manage screen time by person or device and and this is my favorite you can actually pause the intent the entire Network, so you can pause the internet to say, right, you haven't done your homework. Um, the internet is off now, and you can just go into the app and pause the internet connection. So you can even set up a guest network too, so uh, and set a time limit on how long it's going to last. A handy feature right there as well. Norton Core, it's available now. It's available from Harvey Norman. It's going to be priced at $399. And if you want to read our complete review, you can see that at techguide.com.au.
0: Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
1: Next up, we're talking laptops and not any old laptop, the MacBook Pro. We uh, had a look at the 15-inch. We actually uh, brought home the 13-inch to review, so we're going to talk mainly about it, but uh, we'll be referring to the 15-inch because we did see some performance demos and, uh, for, for that product as well. Uh, both basically the same, uh, One, one, the 15-inch... Uh, in terms of quality, the Retina displays are there. Different size screen, of course, but 15-inch slightly more power, powerful. You can go up to an i9 processor. You can have more RAM as well. So not kind of, not not really kind of the same. The 13-inch is obviously the inferior of the two, but still in its own merit, still pretty powerful. The 15-inch has uh, a lot more power. Uh, you can configure up to 32 gig of RAM on board, four terabytes of data, uh, of uh, of SSD drive storage. On it as well, but that, that ain't cheap. Or well, we did the math. We went to the website and specced up a 15-inch MacBook Pro, which comes with either a 256 gig or 512 gig SSD. That's solid state drive. 16 gig of RAM is standard. So, but they're the base models of the 15-inch. So, if you want to go up, if you were a 15-inch, you wanted to boot, you wanted to boost it to uh, to even better specs. There, you can go up to 32 gig of RAM uh adding going from 16 gig of ram to 32 gig of ram that's 640 bucks which is okay but if you want to go from two terabytes to four terabytes on the 15 inch Macbook pro that's an extra three thousand two hundred dollars so if you want to spec this up to the max, you're looking at nearly $10,000 for the MacBook Pro. And this is aimed at professionals, hence the name. This is the device that in the field has desktop class performance, uh, amazing performance, great speed, and still thin and light the chassis hasn't changed outwardly these devices the, the new MacBook Pros look the same as the predecessor but under the hood plenty of improvements the, the the 15 inch has up to 70% improvement the uh the 13 inch is actually twice as fast as its predecessor right there so it's uh very power it's powerhouse but before we get into the performance we should we should make note and we may have spoken about this in an earlier podcast that there was an issue with the 15 inch macbook pro with its clock speed someone pointed out the fact that the new macbook pro was actually performing uh worse than the previous generation of macbook pro this this clocking issue was pointed uh, pointed out by a youtuber uh, Apple took a look at this and they found that there was a, an issue with the thermal management of the of the MacBook Pro. Simple one liner code improvement, and uh, that was he- uh, sent out as a as a software update through iOS uh, 10.4 or 10.3. I think they're up to, uh, and that fixed the problem. So it, it is it, it has been addressed. It didn't wasn't out there long. Uh, but rest assured that is have been fixed and the 15-inch is an absolute rocket. The 13-inch as well, uh, significant uh, performance improvement. So if you're using pro- programs like Photoshop or Final Cut Pro or Pixelmator Pro, all these high-end editing, film editing, rendering graphic arts applications are quite taxing on the processor, so you do need a solid processor. Uh, On the graphics side, you can also connect an external GPU. Blackmagic Design actually uh, have come up with an external GPU that can work with the MacBook Pro, so you can really sort of up up your game with desktop class graphics performance while still enjoying the portability of the MacBook Pro, so that's really handy as well. Also on board, and this is important, the T2 chip, this is Apple's own silicon, and this allows for a secure boot and encrypted storage, so security right there front and center. Another benefit, though, of T2 is the ability to summon Siri. You can say, hey, S, yes. I'm not going to say it out loud. It'll set off all your devices. You can say that out loud, and it can, you can do things like open folders, open apps, find documents, as well as answering your questions and playing all your music as well. On the connectivity side, you've got uh, USB-C ports, which Apple calls Thunderbolt ports, uh, they're USB-C. Uh, the MacBook Pro keyboard has slightly been changed. It doesn't look any different, but it's actually a little quieter. They've changed the the mechanism. They've uh, dampened down the noise. You can really tell. The new butterfly mechanism, you can tell that it is slightly quieter, not dramatically quieter, but uh, uh, you can noticeably quieter. Also, four times more stable as well. The key stability has been improved. So if you do a lot of typing, you're going to feel the difference here. Battery-wise, both perform really well. 10 hours of runtime, uh, I, I started the day, I think, at 9 a.m. with 100% and still powering on at 4.30 with, with I think, about 20 25%. So that's pretty good performance. MacBook Pro, 15-inch, and the MacBook Pro, 13-inch. Uh, really interesting devices, and if you are a pro user, then... I don't think there's a, a, a laptop that would suit that type of user more than this. So if you like working in the field, if you're a editor, photographer, graphic designer and, and doing a lot of work on the go, then it's hard to go past the MacBook Pro the new the new generation of MacBook Pros. You want to see that story? You can read it at techguide.com.au. keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. Well, Sony uh, have uh, quite a heritage in in their TV productions. I'm really interested whenever Sony releases a new product. I'm a big fan of their projectors, but also their 4K HDR, especially their OLED TVs. They really put their own spin on this technology, and they've done that again with the new master series of 4K HDR TVs. Now, there's two types of TVs. There's the A9F, which is an OLED TV, and the Z9F, which is an LED TV, uh, both have the benefit of a new picture processor X1 Ultimate. That is, and the reason it's called Masters because it's it, it's it's like obviously superior picture quality. They're trying to deliver using the company's multiple proprietary technologies this professional grade quality that's used in motion picture production, they want to bring that home for you, for customers. So the highest possible picture quality for home viewers. And Sony really has uh, an advantage here because they're the only consumer electronics brand that has experienced in all areas and all facets of film production and film display. So if you go to a public cinema, often it's a Sony 4K projector that's doing all the work. So from lens to lounge room, Sony has some involvement in the process. So they use the smarts of that of that process and have incorporated that in the Sony Master Series televisions. So the, uh, the that picture processor X1 Ultimate, that's kind of the 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 secret source, if you like, of, of the picture quality being as high as high as it is. An interesting little collaboration, too. Sony collaborated with Netflix color scientists to inf- introduce a Netflix calibrated mode. So the TV mirrors the same picture quality as a studio master monitor would when you're watching Netflix and preserve that original director's vid- vision. So uh, you're getting top notch quality right there thanks to that collaboration between Netflix and Sony uh it's also ready for industrial strength calibration uh so the, you can it, it'll use it'll be respond it'll respond to the industry's leading display calibration software it's called Calman that's used by professionals to uh to to uh digitally digitally enhance and calibrate the picture quality for content creators so that uh, it, it does look true to life, true to what the filmmakers intend. A9F, as I mentioned, OLED TV, it also has a pixel contrast booster, so you're getting more dynamic range, widening the area of color reproduction, even at high brightnesses, it's really impressive. So you're getting a really ex- all that extra detail and beautiful textures in there as well. Also also uh, includes, and they included this in their other OLED model too, the acoustic surface, which was introduced with the A1 series. So the sound sa- appears to be coming directly from the screen. There are no speakers visible, but you can hear the sound like it is actually coming through the display. Really interesting technology. The Z9F, which is the LED TV, that is a LCD TV. That includes X-wide angle, so you get great picture quality, no matter what type of viewing angle you happen to be lumped with. Both TVs also running Android as well, and all the benefits that come with that, including uh, being able to Chromecast as well as using your voice for to find information and content. Very handy. Uh, they're going to be released in Australia, these t- uh, TVs, in October. Pricing yet to be announced. I can't say they're going to be cheap, they're going to be probably expensive, but uh, as I said, you get what you pay for, and this will no doubt be very, very high quality TV. We We look forward to seeing them. The A9F will be available in 65 and 55 inches. The Z9F will be 75 inches, uh, and both should look amazing. You want to see that story, see what they look like, these TVs? You can do that. Head over to techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, you probably have antivirus on your computers and tablets, but did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of the connected home, but can also provide an entry point for hackers to attack anything connected to your network, to infect your devices, steal your information and to even spy on your home. And unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats introducing norton core we spoke about it earlier it's a smart and more secure wi-fi router that delivers speed and security all in one norton core delivers next-gen wi-fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all your connected devices such as computers phones smart tvs baby monitors gaming consoles smart speakers and more from digital threats by helping to block them at the network level. With built-in parental controls, Norton Core also lets you set screen time limits by device or user, set content filters, and even pause the internet across your home or from an easy-to-use smartphone app. Norton Core, the smart, more secure Wi-Fi router, is available now at your local Harvey Norman store. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk. We've got a couple of questions that came in this week. One was about a T-Box replacement. I understand the T-Box, which is a Telstra product. Uh, will not work on the NBN. So customers have been emailing me asking, "What is a good alternative to the T box?" Now, as I understood it, the T box was like a little content content gateway that allowed you to view various services. Uh, I suggest maybe getting the Telstra TV box, which is can you can watch uh, Netflix, you can watch Foxtel Go, Foxtel Now on it. It's also got a, a digital tuner, so you can watch. Uh, you can watch your free-to-air. Uh, so not a bad little product there. Another alternative would be the Foxtel Now box, which is similar setup there. I think you can watch Netflix on that. Not sure. I think, but definitely you can watch Foxtel Now. Definitely worth a look at that one as well. Another question we had was about an indoor antenna. Uh, a gentleman asked me the question. They said the apartment building they're living in doesn't have an external aerial, or the home they're living in doesn't have an external aerial. Uh, So he said, look, is it dependent on where I live and the reception? Well, the short answer to that is yes, it is. Uh, If you live in a crappy reception area, your little rabbit ears aren't going to do well. There are some some indoor antennas that are pretty powerful, but... It's not going to. It's not uh, a, a miracle device that can suddenly give you better reception where poor reception already exists. So, buy beware with that one. Uh, ask the the retailer where you purchase it from whether you can get a refund in case it doesn't work as you uh, intended it to. Uh, Last question we had, too, was from a reader who uh, is having trouble getting reception to 2GB. I'm on 2GB every week with Chris Smith uh, talking technology. And this listener said, look, we love listening to your segment on a Wednesday. Uh, We live in the Hunter Valley, and they've just bought a new car, and they can't hear or they can't get good 2GB reception. Uh, My suggestion was to connect the phone via Bluetooth to the car and to listen to 2GB through the TuneIn radio app. Uh, Being a stream, a digital stream, you will definitely get better reception right there. Uh, we hope that you, that answered their questions. And feel free if you want to leave us a voice bite. You can click on the record button on Tech Guide or on the on my Facebook post that I put there. That record button allows you to uh, register on Voice Bite. You can sign in with Facebook if you like and and ask me a question. I'll play your voice on the Tech Guide podcast. You can also send us an email info at Tech Guide if you have a question. You're listening to Tech Guide. That's the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we just told you how, voice by it, or send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Nitgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week when we're back from New York to talk about the Samsung announcements. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.